Happy Monday, Liberty Kitty Cats. And before we get into today's flagship Lions of Liberty podcast, I've got to tell you guys about an amazing podcast, an amazing resource out there for anybody who has given even the slightest thought to living outside the country, investing outside the country, to dipping their toe into the expat lifestyle. And that is the Expat Money Show, hosted by my friend, Mikkel Thorup. Mikkel, of course, has been on this program before, and he has a really amazing story. He has essentially lived his entire adult life as an expat. He has spent decades building his own business while traveling the world. So he's really the number one resource I send anybody to who's looking for advice on expatting and on living outside the United States. As many of you know, I spent about three months living in Mexico this summer, dipping my toe into the expat water. And the Expat Money Show has been an invaluable resource for information and advice about the expat lifestyle. I cannot highly recommend it enough. You guys know where to find these things. Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, everywhere podcasts are found. You got to check out the Expat Money Show. Welcome to the Lions of Liberty podcast. Here's your host, your guide, your shining beacon of liberty, Mark Claire. Welcome, Liberty Kitty Cast, and it's that time of the month again. It's time for another Nittany Level special, where one of our $50 per month patrons, that is the Nittany Level, gets to take over the producing duties for one episode per month. And to tee it up, I've got today's Nittany producer with me. His name is Brad Tracy. Brad, are you ready to roar? Hell yeah, brother. Let's do this. All right, Brad. So uh, why don't you just tell us, get, get right to the point here. What did you what did you send us, set us up to do today? Why did you set us up to watch? It's, it's been movie reviews for some reason that have been really popular with these uh, these Nittany level uh, you know, produced shows. Yeah, uh, I hooked you guys up with a movie called The Conspiracy back from uh, 2012, which is uh, all about uh, secret societies and how they operate. But, uh, you know, uh, you know, I've been studying JFK for about, you know, I, I can't even tell you how many years now. And, uh, you know, in 1961, I made a big speech about secret societies. And uh, it's up for debate who he was referring to. Some people think the Russians, but uh, I, I beg to differ on that. But, you know, you fast forward 60 years and we got all this crap with COVID and we got all this, you know, all the riots and all that, you know. So, uh, you know, with the election coming up and, every, you know, 2020 has been insane. So there's obviously the still. Yeah. So there's, you know, there, there's obviously things that, uh, you know, hands at work behind the scenes. So, you know, I just thought it'd be interesting to see, you know, you know, are, are they a thing? And, uh, you know, what, what kind of power do they have? And, you know, is, is there a libertarian answer to that sort of thing? Cool. When did you first stumble upon this movie? Uh, probably about two years ago. I had never heard of it. I think, yeah, it, you know, I it didn't, no, yeah, it, it, I don't, it may have gone straight to video to tell you the truth. And I, I saw it and, uh, you know, the first couple minutes they mentioned, you know, the council on foreign relations, the Bilderberg group. I'm like, Oh, th- th- this is something that might be interesting, and it's got a pretty pretty good uh, plot twist there. Yeah. At the end. If, if you if you've heard a conspiracy theory, it's probably mentioned in this movie. I think that's safe to say. Uh, oh, yeah. Brad, we're about to hop off. I'm, I've got the conspiracy corner crew ready to uh, review this film, but uh, maybe just before we let you go, why don't you just give us a spoiler free? Because we're going to go through the whole movie on the show, but maybe just a, a spoiler free review from Brad. What did you actually think of the movie itself? Oh, I think it's a fun movie. You know, it, it's one of those. Uh, it, it has the uh, home video look to it. Uh, a couple guys trying to make a documentary about uh, secret societies, and then it's kind of like uh, a found footage style almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, they get in over their heads, to say the least, with uh, with this one uh, secret society. So it, it's it's a it's a quick watch. I think it's about an hour and a half. But uh, it, it, it was it, a breeze. It, it flew. 
yeah, it, it's a pretty fun watch. Though. Cool, Brad. Well, uh, before I let you go, I want to make sure you can plug uh, everything you got going on. You have your own podcast. You have a really fun Star Wars podcast as well as your own, lo- own blog. So I'll let you plug away. Sure. Uh, if people want to find me, yeah, they can find most of my links right on Twitter. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Jedi for Liberty. That's the number four Jedi for Liberty. They can also find my Facebook group. Uh, they can, you know, I post all the memes and links to my medium stories. Yeah. You can look that up at the Liberty theorist. And uh, yeah. And we're also on medium. And like you said, I do have a uh, podcast of my own, but uh, it's uh, star Wars in nature. We have a lot of fun. We do some deep dives and uh, that's the scare of scuttlebutt. You can find the scare of scuttlebutt, uh, you know, wherever you can find podcasts. But again, just go to my Twitter and uh, you're bound to find the link there. All right. Well, Brad, thanks so much uh, for your support, of course, for your, your support for all these months and for being a Nitly Level member and teeing up for the, this up for us today. So uh, we hope you enjoy the show. So we're, you're going to actually be uh, we're going to be streaming this live in the Lions of Liberty Pride secret, secret Facebook group. So you'll be able to watch this thing along with us. So it's been t- good talking to you, Brad. Keep up that great work. Keep on roaring. Sounds good. Thanks, brother. All right, and we are here. I'm here actually with the Conspiracy Corner crew. This is the Conspiracy Corner, of course, is a monthly or so-ish show that the uh, Lions of Liberty Pride, our patrons, get access to, where we go through various conspiracy theories. But today, I assembled this crew because Brad set us up with this movie, as we talked about uh, in the little segment right before here. Uh, this movie called The Conspiracy. All of you watched it. Uh, Howie, resist the urge to tell me how you felt about it right now, but I am going to bring you in first. Welcome, Howie Snowden, the Godfather of Lions of Liberty. Hey. Instead of telling you that, I'll tell you something interesting that I just okay. found out. Including so while, we're, while you're at it. I'm having some <laughs> crappy wine. I'm drinking uh, some Dogfish Head sequin shale, which I drink a lot. But uh, so while I was waiting... No whiskey? No side whiskey? No. Nah, while I was waiting for us to get started, I was listening to um, Dave Smith on the Scott Horton show, and they said something about collapsitarians, and my wife was cooking, and she heard this. She's like, what's a collapsitarian? And I explained it to her. And she's like, oh, that's what I am. And I'm like, great. Wow. I, I, I pretty much am at this point now, too. <laughs> Define collapsitarian. Is that you want it to collapse, the system to collapse? Well, because that's no. the best way to liberty? Or that you think I, I just think that it's there's no way to fix it. And kind of getting to the point where the sooner it collapses, the sooner we can start building things back up better. So milk the system as much as possible while we can. Yeah. Like you're not going to catch me talking about economic issues because it's, they're not going to ever stop the spending. They're just going to destroy the dollar. It's, it's inevitable. Just buy Bitcoin and gold. Okay. That's all you can do. Sounds like a sound financial <laughs> advice. Um, speaking of sound financial advice, uh, I'd like to bring in our official and unofficial legal, legal counsel, Mr. Rico. Liberty Rico. How are you? I don't know how a uh, financial segue to me. But I cool. don't know either. I really don't. Here's, it's like, cause, here's, you're, cause you're the only outstanding credit account I have. <laughs> that's true i should really start charging interest on all my financial forms i just do like yeah. any debt i'm like well uh, there's liberty there's uh rico bucks that but <laughs> carries over from year to year you see i have to explain the whole thing and it's yeah, always rico's got the same interest rates as your own pal credit companies don't understand it. yeah seriously <laughs> negative interest rates pra- practically you're, zero <laughs> you're you're making money you owe me money now that's actually how it works yeah it may be there was a lot of um i don't know Funny business with the books this year with no WrestleMania. Not really funny business, just complicated business. Yeah, WrestleMania is where we settle up and then reacquire new debt for the following year. And then uh, this year. <laughs> it's like the G- G8 summit for the Lions of Liberty. Did you guys see in the news link saying included a story about a pro wrestler who died? No, who was no. it? 
I, di- I didn't recognize the name. Yeah, I got to look it up. Well, you might have gotten those new links if you supported the Lions of Liberty on Patreon at the $15 level per month. You get Howie's daily news links, and there are a ton. Literally, this guy puts together like 100 plus news links every day, and we get them every morning, and it's a blast. So that's just another reason to support us, if you like. Um, I didn't get to see what I'm drinking, and I thought it might be the same thing as Howie, and it is. I noticed his green can. All right, all right. And Isn't I'm it like, good? It's so good. And actually, I was um, trying to figure out if can you order beers like sour beers online because you can never find enough varieties. Probably not in this state. Maybe in yeah, I don't know. So. All right. Well, I thought whatever. about just going the whole show and acting like JB wasn't here, but I guess I'll actually bring him in. The doctor of science himself from the city where brothers love each other. JB. I should JB be Lewis. fine with that. You know, just be sitting in, you know, quietly. I, like I didn't out. have much to say on this movie anyway, but I'll tell you I'll tell you what I'm drinking. Um, some Yards Filthy Ale for, you know, Philadelphia, as we lovingly call the city here. Uh, and I also have a margarita on the side. You know, I was just in the mood trying to cling to summer, you know, and whatnot. One it's reason to uh, to be in the Lions of Liberty Pride and be in the secret Facebook group is so you get to see the live video stream of this. And you get to see my amazing conspiracy background. What do you guys think? I got my whole. Oh, wall that's amazing! My whole conspiracy. Did you do that just for this? I spent all night putting this together. Yeah, cutting out articles. <laughs> uh, no, it's a green screen. Um, oh, I really wish that. I wish it was legit. I thought about pretending it was, but I knew JB, the science guy. He would have figured it out really quick. There's no pulling the. I would have been skeptical, but I don't know. I don't want to doubt your commitment to a gag. Do you, would you think this light was real? The light <laughs> in the corner. That light. That that light. It uh, doesn't actually look very real when I stare at it. Yeah, not really at all. All right, well, I do have a wall of conspiracy behind me, and it's appropriate because uh, not only do I have the Conspiracy Corner crew here, where every month or so we hop on, talk about a different conspiracy for the uh, Lions of Liberty patrons, uh, but this month uh, for our Nittany Level special, man, there's so many different aspects to the Patreon. I don't even know where to start. Uh, but we are looking at this movie that we have all watched now, except how he might have passed out for 15 minutes or so, as we discovered in the pre-show chat. Uh, this movie is called simply... The Conspiracy. Uh, so we will get your full thoughts at the end, and I'm sure those thoughts will come out in the process of discussing this. But I'm just going to start off just talking about the movie, and you guys can chime in whenever you like. Whenever you uh, Hold on, breaking news, breaking news. How did I know? How did I, okay, go on. <laughs> the re- mind, rest, Howie, this doesn't air the day we're doing this. So the rest, oh, everybody. yeah. Well, it's for, it's for you. It'd be really, really? old news. It's, it's, the, the wrestler who died is Road Warrior Animal. Oh. Really? That's too bad. He was, only six, the, he was only yeah. 60. Wow. Well, in wrestler years, that's like 95. But yeah, that's like yeah, really. All the steroids that's really impressive. Sadly, I was thinking that. This. <laughs> the other road warrior, Road Warrior Hawk, passed away when he was like 45. Steroids aren't bad for you. Uh, I think the 80s steroids probably were. Okay, we look at Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger are still with us. I don't know if it's steroids <laughs> per se as much as steroids plus a bunch of cocaine plus a bunch of painkillers plus falling you know on, off of ladders like you know seven days a week. That's yeah. possible. That's a lot for one friend. You toss to all that together plus probably tons of drinking yeah. and unprotected sex with roadies and man, not, being a wrestler sounds as fun when I say it like that. <laughs> Hard living, man. Is it too late? You know it's not too late because I just turned 40. Diamond Dallas Page, 
Good friend of the show. I'm just going to say that. He doesn't even know he exists probably, but <laughs> but he did uh, give me an awesome cameo thanks to another Lions Liberty patron, Jason Carrier, an awesome cameo for my birthday. Those only need to be like two minutes, and DDP gave me like a 15-minute cameo. He told me a whole story about the Macho Man and like his match with the Macho Man, how much it meant to him when Macho Man let him win. Anyway, I feel like we're best friends now. Um, and why was I talking about DDP? That's awesome. Because it's never too late to follow your dreams. Oh, right. Because he You're didn't become a pro wrestler until he was like 39, I think, was that when he actually debuted. He wrestled from like 39 to like 46. Well, he still still wrestles sometimes now. But he's my inspiration because if it's not too late for him, it's, well, probably just a little too late for me. Anyway. Did he, Mark, aren't wrestlers usually tall and like jacked? That, that's hmm. old school. What are you trying to say? That he's they, neither of those things? It's the year 2020. Okay. Wrestlers can be all sorts <laughs> of sizes now. Fair enough. I guess he's not being woke enough. 15 minutes? I should get him for my anniversary for, for my wife. She might not know who he is, but it sounds like a good uh, I don't deal. Know if yeah, I'm sure she'll love it, Dad Howie. <laughs> <laughs> he, act, he acted like he knew who I was. He's like, Mark Claire, the Lion of Liberty. I'm like, so in my mind, he listens to the show. So if, if so, what up, DDP? Maybe, maybe, maybe we gained the listener that day. <laughs> we gained one listener that day. <laughs> There's a conspiracy <laughs> I need an answer to right now. Okay. Where is that chirping sure. coming from? I'm guessing Rico. Oh, yeah, it's probably it, here. It just stopped. There it is. What was that? Yeah, it's definitely like a cricket or something. Actually, I was wandering around the house like two days ago trying to figure out what was going on. <laughs> and then I realized it was coming from outside, and then I lost interest. See, this is why I've been saying it a lot, I know. Why you got to be on the Patreon, because you get to hear Rico with his mic that isn't even working anymore, and crickets in the background, and stories about that all the time on Degenerate Gamblers and... I, guess I almost said Bravo and Beer, like that's a Patreon show. No, that's a real show that I guess I will plug as well. <laughs> it's a real show. It's a real show, everybody. All right, but we should probably get into the topic at hand, which was this film called The Conspiracy. Uh, I will just start off. It started off with a quote from former UK, or I guess British Prime Minister, Benjamin Disraeli. Anybody know about I bet I feel like JB probably knows about Benjamin Disraeli. Do you, JB? I'm familiar with him. Okay. Uh, was he Queen Victoria's Prime Minister? Or something? Am I making that up? Uh, I'm not good with uh, queens in years. But I'm great with prime ministers. So it starts off with a quote from him. He says, For you see, the world is governed by... I think I wrote the quote down wrong. By very personages, by very different personages from what is imagined. There you go. That's the quote. I left the word out there. And it made less... We're going to have the Rick Crickets the whole time, aren't we, Rico? Well, I mean, I could go to the basement, but I really don't want it. Nah, we don't have time for a... Is your change. window open? I don't think so. It must be really loud. All right. Well, this is compelling audio, so we're going to get dive into the movie right now. Uh, it starts off, <laughs> uh, we see some shots of, I think it's like New York City or something, and we hear this protester. Maybe you can mute yourself sometimes when you're not about to talk, just so I can hear a little less cricket sure. in our ears. <laughs> so we're probably losing seven listeners every, for every chirp. Uh, but it starts off with the voiceover. It's kind of like... Uh, an Alex Jonesy type, uh, you know, figure. He's in the streets ranting about overpopulation, the wars, and then uh, we soon realize that it's. It seems like we're seeing footage from a documentary, uh, and, and then we get a little, you know, little headline that says in 2011, two filmmakers started this documentary on this guy named Terrence G, who is um he is the uh, the conspiracy uh, theorist that these guys were looking to do or, or starting to do a documentary about. And uh, before we talk about Terrence G. 
I would like to tell you guys my nicknames for the two people in this movie. I think their names are Jim and Aaron in the movie. To this day, I can't tell you which is which. But I came up with some nicknames for these guys based solely on their appearance and some of their other attributes. Um, I have named them Poor Man's Pinkman, because one of them looks like Jesse Pinkman. And Jason Fakelton, because one of them looks like Jason Stapleton, only a really even you know fake version. So, What's what the, the guy's real name is Terrence? What was your nickname? Nobody was named Terrence in the movie. Uh, who's Terrence? Uh, did oh, you say Ter- Terrence G? Oh, yeah. The, yeah, the conspiracy guy. Yeah. Not, I was, yeah. What was your nickname in college? It was Terrence. <laughs> it's the dumbest nickname ever. And there's no good story behind it because it's not even my story. So I'm not even going to bother telling it. Nope. <laughs> All right. And uh, yeah, this guy is like this, this typical fat, disgusting conspiracy theorist. He's got the wall of conspiracy as I do behind me right now on the green screen. Or is it? And um, yeah, he's basically just like your, your kind of standard conspiracy theorist. What do you guys think of just the, the portrayal of, of Terrence G as your sort of run of the mill, uh, you know, stereotypical conspiracy guy um i actually so i was half doing work while watching this movie and for the first five to ten minutes i see we're not paying you enough to take your full attention yeah i that's funny i was too i thought it was a real documentary no well for me and rico together we have a full watching see so that works yeah and and (laughs) actually you know i'm just gonna jump ahead a little bit um fine 50% 50% paying attention up to this movie was far more than it deserved. <laughs> but um, I, I actually did think it was a real documentary for like the first five to 10 minutes. Me too. That long. And then I'm like, what? Oh, oh, this is Blair Witch, huh? Okay. Oh, I'm just as good. <laughs> well, I, wow. well, I like Blair Witch. At least I did them in the night. Fair, but it's a notoriously bad movie, so you have to know. Like, I'm at least so scared. <laughs> That's so why this is the scared. thing. Wait, I'm confusing you with Saved by the Bell now. Oh yeah, I'm so Whatever. scared. I'm so excited. So I, off? I'll go ahead, Jamie. Go I was ahead. just gonna say about Terrence being like portraying like this massive conspiracy theorist. It was funny. Like at the very beginning, he. I guess in the camera, you asked the question that I asked a lot. It's like, if all these things are real and the government has all this power, why are they letting you know and do these things? And he doesn't even actually answer the question at all. He completely sidesteps it. He, he, he deliberately brings up the question that's always in the back of my head and doesn't answer it. Which it does, but it does. Well, I think it ends up making sense, that part of it. No, he says he says it's easy. To, he, what he said is that it's easy to find this information, which is my argument. It's not a conspiracy if they're not hiding it. But then he says you don't want that. You don't want to end up like him. I don't know what that means, but that was his rationale for why he's permitted. Because I guess looking into this information will make you seem like a crackpot anyway. So there's no point in hiding it. I couldn't really make out, like, it didn't seem like he answered it. Mark, you seem to think otherwise. Uh, no, I don't, I'm not saying he answered it, but I think that him saying you don't want to end up like me is like, you know, look at me, like, I'm an outcast in society, like, I'm living in this shit apartment, I'm a fat piece of shit, like, this is my life, because I'm so obsessed with this stuff, because I came into all this knowledge. Uh, but I think him saying, why don't they do something about it, ties into the plot, is what I mean, not not into what he was saying, but the fact oh, that okay. not long after, they seem to do something about it. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough, ma'am. Maybe the implication being if you do learn enough and you do become too big and are revealing too much, maybe they do something about it. I see your point. Do you have to have a piece of shit life to be a conspiracy theorist? No, but it does one necessarily follow the other? Can you like have a job and then like hmm, be productive? I don't know if you can have the four of us. 
I don't know if you can have a nice, fulfilling life and literally have one of those walls that is filled with pieces of paper. The wall I don't think those two far, are compatible. Yeah. You're not bringing chicks back to the wall. Usually. Yeah, you can't. I don't think you can have a wall and still be a normal uh, member of society. I think the impediment, the first impediment to him bringing back girls to the apartment was his physical appearance and his body habitus. Yeah, but, the the wall is the least. If he gets him as far as the wall, he's already made some, you know, made some leaps and leap, strides and leaps. There. So, so quick question, Mark, is your conspiracy wall, is that real conspiracy stuff or just like decorative? I have no idea. I just Google conspiracy wall background. and Oh, it's a background. It's not, it's not on your actual wall. Oh, I thought we you had actually- had this conversation about 10 minutes ago? No, that's what I we recall. We did. It was actually- Absolutely had it. It's on yes. the same show we're yeah. still recording right now. No, I wasn't listening. So. Anyways. How, so- how he pays attention to the podcast he's on, like he does the movies he watches for the same <laughs> podcast that he's so, on. So it did really seem like a documentary at first. I knew that it wasn't, but I- felt compelled i had to pause it i like that 50 percent of you were fooled though i, I had well, to I didn't, I had it. yeah i didn't look into it at all before i, watched it. I wanted to watch it cold i felt I compelled either, to pause, I pause realized it. it wasn't a documentary i had to pause and explain to my wife there's a documentary and she's like can we just watch it i'm like all right all right so i play, let it play for like two seconds i pause it again and i'm like i forget what they were talking about but like you know stephen hawking in 2012 was mentioned that 2020 like the mayans got the calendar wrong and 2020 is actually the year oh watching a movie <laughs> with you must be so fun <laughs> i was just thinking that he would pause the movie every four oh, seconds oh, like, you know, yeah just say know? something <laughs> some comment or tidbit of information <laughs> it, it was twice but anyways i was saying like i think that we may be coming up to something on uh december 21st this year and i'm <laughs> like and you know they made a movie about him and he's one Epstein's guys and pictures him with Epstein and so he's Stephen like, Hawking. Wait, is one yeah, of Epstein's yeah, guys? Yes. Yeah, he is a well-known pervert. Now that I remember, I yeah. feel like you can get away with anything when you're in his condition. So, so now that I annoyed you with what I annoyed my Dead wife idea. with, the thing I wanted to say was that I thought it was a pretty good uh, depiction of a conspiracy person because they had him ranting and he said something like "they" and the the question was like, "Was like, well, who is they?" And then they cut to a bunch of conspiracy people like answering that question. And I was like, holy shit, like 90% name, of them like, are everything. Like 90% of them are right. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, the yeah. Bilderberg group, Illuminati, Carlisle group, the military industrial complex. It's I was all listening. The- I'm like, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Oh no, not that one. Yes. Oh, yes, that yeah. montage. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> I mean, Illuminati and the Freemasons were the only two I disagree with, but the others I'm like, yeah, they are exactly right. Those are all those because people. You're in them, Howie. That's why. <laughs> Wait, you're in the Illuminati too. There is no Illuminati anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what you would that's say if you're in the Illuminati. Exactly what you would say. Um, so, yeah, basically, like, in the first 10 minutes of this movie, you hear, like, every... You hear mentioned almost every conspiracy that's ever been mentioned. You know, you hear um, Gulf of Tonkin. You hear they do a lot of 9-11 stuff. Um, it pretty much never ends with the references. There is a huge stream of conspiracies that are actually proven true. Like Gulf yeah, of Tonkin, yeah. like you mentioned. Uh, like, there are all these things... Those aren't conspiracies. Those are just well, government actions. To do this a conspiracy is like Bigfoot, the pyramids in the Atlantic, I don't know if or in, in Antarctica. I mean, um, so conspiracies have to be absurd. Yeah, is that what you? Because yeah, if, if, if something's plausible, then it's no longer a conspiracy. I mean, if it involves the federal government, the U.S. government, it's more than likely true. So, so it's just <laughs> a good rule of thumb. At that point, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I define conspiracy as a conspiracy. People are conspiring to do something. I think whether people realize it or recognize it or know it is kind of a different point. I think there's a lot of conspiracies that are like like the Gulf of Tonkin thing. It's pretty much at this point admitted to have not happened. Uh, certain people definitely knew it didn't happen and said it did anyway. 
And that to me is a conspiracy, even if it's public information. And it's the kind of thing where if you bring it up with someone, they will call you a conspiracy theorist and act like the thing you're saying isn't true, even though it's, it's literally has been like released in. in government yeah, documents. I guess. Yeah, so. my mother would definitely do that. Yeah, but I don't know. I think that takes five. It doesn't require any leaps of faith or it's like it's, there's a difference between the Gulf of Tonkin affair and believing the world is flat. I think that's what Rico's saying. Is the Titanic it doesn't, it doesn't require you to defy all thousands of years of collective knowledge and, and understanding to believe that the government would pretend that the Gulf of Tonkin happened. Like, well, look, that's entirely we, plausible. We do you a know? show like, called Conspiracy that's a, Corner. We but do JB. a show Conspiracy Corner, and on that show, we have looked at everything from from like Bigfoot to Flat Earth to just 9-11. Like, some of that, I mean whether you want to call that a conspiracy or not, like some of the stuff that's just facts, like the Oklahoma city bombing, a lot of the facts, we were just looking at actual facts we know and kind of like conjecturing from there. But I, I think there's still conspiracies within things that we can see our facts. There's, there's, there's a series of facts and then there's lines you can draw or not. Some people re- won't draw those lines. Other people might draw those lines. So I think it's kind of a blurry th- definition here. Hey there, kitty cats. I need to take a quick time out here to tell you about another awesome libertarian podcast. This is our good friends, Nate and Charlie, over at Good Morning Liberty. These son of a guns, they do this thing five days a week, and they absolutely kill it. Uh, These guys are both musicians, and they both actually own a business working in the healthcare IT industry. So they've seen a lot of what goes on in a highly intervened-in market like healthcare. So they have a lot of great insights, and they really do a bang-up job talking about current events and really speaking to a lot of the news that's in the headlines and filtering it all through the ideas of liberty and kind of uh, shutting down socialist solutions that come up. So you can find more by subscribing on all your favorite podcasts app. Wherever you listen to this one, you can probably find, not probably, you can definitely find Good Morning Liberty, or you can check out their website, BernieLies.com. What a great name. Head over to BernieLies.com or search for Good Morning Liberty. You are not going to regret subscribing to this awesome show. It, JB, what do you think about the conspiracy that the whole flat Earth thing? It's like how he's pausing it, the movie. How he's pausing it, the podcast for a, the 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 cons the whole flat Earth thing is a conspiracy to make conspiracy theorists look ridiculous. Like it was purposely spread by people knowing well, it's there bullshit. There could be any number of conspiracies that we've <laughs> gone over on this show alone that would do that job. So. I but, but I mean, do, do you think thing. it's possible <laughs> that the the powers that be spread this to get like fools to fall for it? No, I don't. I honestly don't think it's worth anyone's time to do that. Um, well, stuff I don't think like they need cannot, to do it. I think other people yeah, are exactly. Do it I was anyway, going to say so it yeah, helps, it helps the stuff case. like that happens organically, and they can maybe fan the flames or maybe ignore it to let it spread. But I don't think they need to. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't be surprised if certain conspiracy theories got promoted more in mainstream media because knowing that they aren't true in order to lump them in with things that might be true. That would not, that would not be a too much, too much of a leap of faith for me. Do you think when our boy Terrence said, you don't want to end up like me, the thought that came to my head was like, do you think some of these people like David Icke should go a little crazier just so that they don't end up like him where they're like, they're saying a lot of right stuff and they're like, Oh yeah. And there's these lizard people just to be like, Oh, we don't that need to. Ki- we don't need to kill him. People David just Icke, realize. Actually, until you get to lizards, like a lot of the stuff he says makes so much sense. You're like, oh yeah, that's that. I can see that happening. Yeah, I see what you're getting at there. Then he's like, and they're shape shifting lizards. You're like, oh okay. So it's like Hold a on. shield. So it's like a crackpot. Yeah, shield. yeah. And they've even asked so. him, like, hey, some people <laughs> or like Alex Jones. You have to be so over the top and so whatever. No one's gonna kill you. 
but if but then people don't not as many people will take you seriously so if your point is to spread the message that this is going on then it's not in your best interest to make yourself seem like more of a crockpot even if it does like protect your life then but what you, are you really doing this for but you can't convince like anybody if you're dead when I lived well, in I England, like, um, yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> I lived in England like 20 years ago for one semester, and I remember when I lived there, I saw a documentary about David Icke, and that was because he used to be like a football broadcaster in like the 70s, I think, in England. And then, do you he, mean soccer? Yeah, no, I mean football is what they call oh, it there. Oh, no, it's called football there. So I'm, oh, right, I'm, just, oh, right, I'm okay. respecting them and calling calling. But it you're confusing <laughs> our audience. And now our audience is smart. No, I, I was not confused that he was. Living in Britain. No. Okay. No. Only Henry. Great. So he was a football uh, <laughs> European slash everywhere in the world but us football commentator. And then he like supposedly started hearing these voices and, you know, basically started to learn more about the true nature of reality and blah, blah, blah. But a lot of what he says, like, I think is really smart and makes a lot of sense. But I saw this documentary about him and they were interviewing him like in his car. And they're like, you know, a lot of people say you make a lot of sense until you start talking about, you know, the 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 um you know shift shifting lizard people and he's like they're like is this like a, a metaphor some people think you're just using this as a sort of a way to describe them or some people think you're talking about the jews and he turns to the camera and he's like no mate i mean literally they're lizard shape shifting lizard people it's like it's really funny i, do I heard him did, i heard him explain it though in a more I don't think he said mate either. Yeah, he, he, he didn't say mate he, he probably said mate. and this Maybe. made a lot more sense when i heard it but it's like he didn't see anyone shapeshift into a lizard, but he was told by multiple people that he trusted that they had experienced that. And he's like, this is just what I'm told. And this seems to make a lot of sense. All right. I yeah. That it. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, JB, if it came out, if it came out tomorrow as a fact that Hillary Clinton was actually a lizard person, how shocked would you be? Would you really be that shocked? JB would be shocked. Nah. You wouldn't be shocked. I don't know. The I'm so jaded at this point. I'm not quite sure what would shock me. To it be wouldn't be that. expert wasn't going to be shocked if someone is literally. It wouldn't be that lizard. shocking. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, it's 2020. I know. wouldn't be shocked, but I'm uncomfortable that JB wouldn't be shocked. If, <laughs> I really feel like you should be shocked. Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins claims to have seen this. He talked about it on Joe Rogan's podcast and like Joe, he wouldn't say who or what he saw. He's like, I'll, I'll tell you after like we're off the air. It was Courtney Love. See, that wouldn't surprise me either. And that it's connected to the death of Kurt Cobain. Which wow. has it's to be covered on a conspiracy corner somewhere. Maybe we'll talk about it in the bonus conspiracy corner segment we're going to do after we get back into this movie, which I think we should do right now before we forget Boom. entirely about it. So let's let's leave that one hanging. Uh, anyway, we see more conspiracy stuff. There's like a conspiracy a, a store called Conspiracy Culture where they sell conspiracy books. I also wrote down, is that Dak Shepard? Because the, the, the guy that was uh, running the store looked like Dak Shepard to me. Um <clears throat> Like I said, they come up with that question, well, who is they? And then we get that little montage. It's the Bilderbergs, the Illuminati, the Carlisle group. Uh, then these go, these two boners, they go, uh, I'm calling these guys boners. These two boners, I, I don't know, I, I hate both the main characters in this in this movie. For uh, I don't know if there's any good reason, but I just- I just hate the, the Stapleton one. <laughs> I hated the guy that was at his birthday party, but he was like so wrapped up, he couldn't have fun. That was fake, was uh, that was uh, Romance Pinkman. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's like, I think Aaron I can't, in the movie. Can't, I can't have fun at my birthday party. I got the conspiracies on my birthday. <laughs> I'm thinking about conspiracies. Oh, yeah. He sucks too. Right? You're right. I hate them both. You're right. Yeah. If I'm making a conspiracy movie, I'm not going to be sitting around my birthday party bumming it. I'm like, guys, you have no idea what I'm finding right now. This is crazy shit. Anyway. 
so these guys, you know, they're, they're getting to meet, meet Terrence and they go into this virtual chat room and they say that they're friends. It's like, it's weird. Like it's almost like the Sims. It's like you're actually in a room, a physical room with like other animated characters. And they say they're friends with T-Rex, which is of course is a uh, Terrence's nickname. And they're all just like, yeah, okay, whatever guys. Um, so then we find out Terrence has disappeared. Um, and they're looking at his, his, uh, old footage, um, I think there was one that where they showed like um, they showed the Pentagon video of the the quote unquote plane hitting. I'm curious JB's opinion on this. Have you ever seen besides this movie or within the movie either the one the only video that exists on the planet that we've ever seen after the FBI went around and confiscating a bunch of videos of the plane hitting the Pentagon. This is like not a smoking gun, but it's one of the things that really makes me go like, okay, come on, really about 9/11. What do you think about that? Have you seen it before my, this? You're, you're muted, my, JB. By the way. My father-in-law and some of my coworkers were in the building when it happened. What's that? I was saying my father-in-law and some of my coworkers were in the the building when it happened. I'm not saying nothing hit the thing. I'm saying... Oh, yeah, yeah. Have you seen that video that they shown of something hitting the Pentagon? Have you seen it before that they showed it in the movie? I think I have. But it's been been a long time. It's the only video that's been released anywhere by the government or by anybody else of a plane, supposedly a plane hitting the Pentagon. You don't see a plane in the video. I mean, even if you do it frame by frame, you see something. Maybe it could be a plane, but it's completely parallel to the ground. Like, right, it couldn't be more than 10, 10, 10, 20 feet above the ground and goes straight into the building. It's just like a four-frame video. It's just foof, and it's so quick. And I don't see a plane. That doesn't mean there's not a plane. I'm just saying maybe it's just a, a trick of how fast it is. But to see, that, to see a plane going straight that close to the ground, that I mean, that I don't know, and not looking like a plane... I don't know. Color me skeptical, but I'm curious. I thought it was pretty well established it was a missile, but maybe that's just me establishing it. That's you establishing it. I'm just. I don't know if we could call that established. It's not the official (laughs) narrative. Rico tweeted it from his Liberty Rico account in 2019. I'm I'm assuming that the fact that earlier that day I actually saw planes hit the World Trade Centers, it probably was a plane. But then why don't we have any footage of it? But just the wreck, wasn't the wreckage very suspicious? How it was? I mean, the, the things, often look diff- things often look different than you would think they It's would. not that they look different. Is that there's the only video of it around like a very public Oh, yeah. But I mean, they, you, you know, they do that shit. They take all the video all the time for like all kinds of reasons. Right. I guess my question would be like, why wouldn't they show one? Why wouldn't they shut down conspiracy theories by showing one video? Because you know there's other videos of an actual plane hitting an actual pentagon. Because they want us to sound crazy. Maybe that's maybe. actually the most plausible explanation. Yeah, may, maybe they want you to sound crazy. Maybe they can't be bothered. Because they want they me to get the platform for questioning it on. Yeah, on maybe the, they think it'll open a Pandora's box and they'll have to chase around everyone who questions everything and admire them. So it's better just to ignore you. That might just be the official policy. Who knows? There's there's reasons. I don't know if any of them are good, but you know. I, like I, I don't have know multiple about personalities on the show. Like on, on most days of the week, I'm just conducting very straightforward, rational interviews. And then once in a while I come on and just let my conspiracy child free. I don't know about you guys, but I didn't look into nine 11 conspiracies for like 10 years because of the, at that point in time, like I knew there's so much messed up stuff the government's doing that doesn't sound crazy. Like, why would I like get yeah. into something? Why would I get into something that's going to make people dismiss? I'm like, oh, maybe, but I don't know. I, yeah, the government does a bother? lot of transparent, There's fucked so up things. There's so much terrible stuff they're doing. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to focus on that instead of just being written off as a crackpot. Well, now, but now that I'm a little older, I don't really care what people think. It seems like there's approximately a 50-year cycle where whatever they did, they're like, eh, the public can know about it now. They won't even pay two minds to it. There, what, did they release the JFK thing where it was pretty um, 
well like established again that there was multiple shooters just recently. Oh, I, I enjoyed the JFK's part in the movie. There was um, Sorry, the, obviously JFK. the Gulf of Tonkin was his speech later um, shown to be a false flag. The that operation what is it Northwood in Cuba? They released those documents saying it was CIA setup. It's like they give it even, 50 even years. like uh, the main tune, Spanish American War. Didn't that come out that that was? Yeah. Well, maybe that, that there were no official documents that the U.S. I don't know if that official. I think we all just assume that, and uh, reasonably so. But I think the Lusitania is also they they mentioned that in the movie too. The Lusitania yeah, is pretty yeah, much yeah. officially known that they purposely sent that boat into German waters to be. But I don't. That that's one thing that raised an eyebrow. I was like, what does that mean? Purposely sent? Like it was well known that you boats were patrolling the North Atlantic to sink any ships. Sending any ship at all could be can be. I guess assumed to be purposely sending a ship to its death if it gets sunk, right? Wasn't it wasn't it a thought, secret that there were German U-boats in the North Atlantic. Wasn't it thought that they were having uh, military cargo in the the hold of it? Well, there was some. There was some. I think that was the German justification that the Lusitania was smuggling military equipment, which is why <laughs> the U.S. Shot. would never do that, though. Well, I'm not saying that they did it. I know. But I'm I know, just I'm saying not. sending the Lusitania to its doom. Maybe that's like, the real conspiracy. The North Atlantic was filled with U-boats. Like, that was I not bet it like did a secret. Now I think about it. You know, of like, it you did. send any ship over, it's in danger of being sunk. It was a win for the U.S. government. They they either get military supplies over, or they have a justification to enter the war if it's sunk. It wouldn't shock me if they purposefully leaked information to some other source somewhere that this ship was actually not which war was this it was carrying one or one <laughs> it was carrying uh weapons as well and maybe purposefully both linked that information and purposely kind of set the ship there knowing that then this you know non-military ship would be destroyed and lead to us having justification because that was justification at that point for the whole entire entry of the u.s into the world war one which led to our entry into world war ii i mean it led to the next 40 50 years which led to everything we're going through. yeah everything else. we're going so, through today yeah. but the, the, i also don't think it's any secret if you even do a cursory study of u.s history that the government like most of the leading figures in government wanted to join world war one it was mostly a populist thing that wanted to stay isolationist. It literally says that in most mainstream history it's textbooks, almost that like there's a secret there was cabal. a faction in government that wanted to join the war because they thought it would strengthen American presence overseas. Who were these most people? Most of the populists didn't want to get involved. That's in the books. It's not like a conspiracy. That's what I think. That's what we mean. No, by, no, no. What's no, a conspiracy? No, conspiracy. What's not a conspiracy. The conspiracy part would be that if the Lusitania was purposely set up, you you just said the people didn't want this, but this small group of elites. Yeah, but yeah, but that's the black thing. and white in very mainstream historical texts. It's not like anyone's trying to hide the fact. No, but the, the <clears> fact well, not that now. the idea that the Lusitania, <laughs> the idea that the Lusitania was pur- purposely set up by the U.S. government to be destroyed is not like in the text. Well, yeah, that's you know of I mean? course that's, that's not like, like, like that's the aspect that's the yeah, conspiracy. That's the rest the aspect. is just known. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. A lot that of would require them to send out the Lusitania and and wire the Germans its coordinates and say or leak the information that this ship is carrying military arms, whether it is or not, and purposely make sure it gets destroyed. That's a conspiracy. They make that sure the that it got destroyed. Hey, do you guys like random facts? Well, I don't think we have a choice. <laughs> you, you know how in, in America we had the Navajo code talkers? Yes. Yes. What the, what the Brits did, <laughs> they, they just use Welsh because nobody fucking speaks it. 
<laughs> that works too. Is there a Nicolas Cage movie about that? Because there is about the Navajo. Yeah, I mean, most of my passwords are like Welsh language things mixed with symbols and numbers. Well, no one will, Welsh no one is practically like the Welsh password. That's what it looks like. Random K's and J's mixed together in 22 letters. <laughs> Longest right. city name in the world. So why don't we get back to the movie? Um, <laughs> eh, do we have to? No, I mean, I'm not going to go like scene by scene here necessarily, but uh, we're going to bounce through it because it, it, it goes. It actually goes pretty quick. It is a quick going movie, not because it's that that great, but because it because it, it's actually short. Um, but uh, anyway, Jim, I guess they share. I think it, I get. I don't know which is which. Aaron and Jim. I think Aaron is the guy that is fake. J, the poor man's Jesse Pinkman. Um, <laughs> He, he at some point, he like they show him like he's bummed out at his birthday party. He's he's you can tell he's like getting into the conspiracy stuff. He's like they show him googling all these dates. He's falling asleep to this night, this footage of nine eleven like on a loop, and he's just like sleeping on his couch to it. And uh, he starts making his own war room or a conspiracy war room kind of background, like the one I have now for the Pride Sirs. And um, <clears throat> he puts all these events together. He's basically getting like all the way in. And his partner, I think the partner guy is Jim uh, Jason Fakelton. And um, he's like, dude, you're, you're losing your mind. You're going too far. You're blah, 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 blah. Um, so they're just like, kind of arguing about this conspiracy stuff. But then um, I guess uh, fake uh, poor man's Pinkman, I think it's Aaron, is on to something. He's like, look, if, if I line up all these dates, they line up with this thing. And he shows them this article um, <clears throat> by this guy named uh, Mark Tucker who wrote this article about something called the Tarsus Club where the elites secretly meet. Uh, and I guess a lot of these meetings line up with – you know, prior to major world events like 9-11 or what have you. That's basically his thesis. And at first, uh, I think it's Jim is the other guy is skeptical, but he eventually like gets into it too. And they, they track down the writer of this article, this guy named Mark Tucker, and they, they, they figure out who he is and they are eventually able to go record part of their documentary with him. And he is like, you see his face is all blurry and they do the thing with the distorted voice. So we never see uh, who this guy is, but he, I wrote down, he has long hair and a blurry face. That's my description of the guy. Um, it was they, you. It was me. <laughs> Wait, my face isn't blurry. Uh, he says that uh, a quick aside, because I just feel like telling this story. I don't know if Rico's ever heard this one. I don't know if you guys are familiar with a wrestler named Christian. I know Rico is. I am. You are. Okay. Maybe. He was partners with edge. Yes. Wait. And, oh, uh, yeah. That, that was from the Champs Sports Bar days. Yeah, this exactly. was th- when you guys used to make me watch wrestling. Funny story about Christian. At one point, they didn't know what they wanted to do with Christian, uh, you know, in terms of how they, wanted like to present, how they wanted to present his character because they went, they split up and there was Edge and Christian became separate. And Vince McMahon, there's stories that Vince McMahon literally wanted Christian when he came out to, for his face to be blurred out. And they were going to say that he was so ugly that they like had to blur his face and they would keep his face blurred during matches. They never did this, but it was supposedly this. Multiple people have told this story. That was Vince McMahon's idea. It wasn't ugly at all. How he, well, I don't know. I'm not going to judge the man. I, I'm not. I'm neither attracted nor. Uh, do, don't they both? Don't they both look the same? Pretty much. Not really. Yeah. No. They have long guys. hair. They're white guys. But I did hear that story, and it's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's. I mean, it's, it seems to be a true story because it's been confirmed by multiple. Is people. this the part of the movie where it just gets like so ridiculous as a conspiracy movie? You're like, okay, this guy is going to meet with two random filmmakers, but he's going to ensure his anonymity by having to blur out his face. Yeah, like, then at one that's going to be the only. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I remember as a kid, I saw that movie Faces of Death, one of them, and they interviewed an assassin and they just like blurred out his face. Like, if you're an actual assassin, you're just going to be like, oh, yeah, I'll talk to these documentary guys. We'll just blur my face. It'll be cool. 
Well, that's probably them like meeting in too. Thailand or something. Like, didn't El Chapo meet with Sean? I don't know. I was a kid. Yeah, should... some lawless land. Yeah, <laughs> like it's not like he's little... coming to New York El City. Chapo, and... that was Sean Hannity. I was a little kid. Should have been watching oh, Faces Penn. of Death. Sean Hannity. <laughs> that would have been a great interview. Breaking news. I was staying over. El Chapo, at my... tell me, why do you hate America? <laughs> I was staying at my cousin's house and I was too little to be watching Faces of Death. And the whole night when I was trying to sleep, like their dad was this like Vietnam vet who's a little bit scary. I'm like, oh, he's probably an assassin. He's going to kill us. Oh, fuck. <laughs> like, probably, I'm that's what assassins right now do. to be watching Faces of Death. Uh, you shouldn't just be watching that. That stuff is just poison. It's mental Dude, poison. W- when you're like a kid, it was like my cousin's birthday party or something. Like when it was late, the parents were sleeping. Like we got to put faces of death on. It's Don't give them ideas. The next, the next <laughs> Patreon producer is probably gonna make us watch Faces of Death now. <laughs> I'm glad to have not seen it. It's not something I want to see at all. Um, yeah, but this is the part where things get ridiculous. Um, eventually, so they interview this guy, and. Um, he uh, he tells them kind of about a little bit more about the Tarsus Club and says I think he mentions that he's been there, and uh, and uh, they also at one point they're talking at this like coffee shop and they see earlier in the movie we had seen Terrence say like they were meeting with Terrence and he's like oh that guy's been following me and they show they show a shot of this guy on his bike with like glasses and then later now that Terrence is out of the picture, um, you know, poor man's Pinkman and Jason Fakelton are meeting up and they, they see the same guy who's like watching them when they're meeting up at you know just having a meeting like having coffee or whatever so now it's implied that they're being followed by maybe the same people that perhaps kidnapped or quote unquote did something about terrence when he started to learn too much and talk about too much too many things um we go back to mark tucker and he eventually just describes this whole thing about mithras uh this like i don't know someone described this better than me it basically leads to this whole thing about the bull, but um, what the well, cult of Mithras? Yeah, it was basically a pagan story that they're saying the um, biblical story of Jesus Christ was based on. But but this was an actual mystery cult that existed in the past. Yeah, the Tarsus cult. It's like one of the thing? circulating religions in the Roman Empire. Okay, around the turn of the first century. Um, I mean, these mystery cults are very big with uh, the elites back in the day. Um, I've often Tarsus club is made up, but you're saying the myth. I've often wanted to. No, try the cult to- of Mithras is real, and there's some parallels with the story of Mithras and that of Jesus. Some of them are disputed whether or not he was born on December 25th, and that well, Jesus he was- wasn't. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, other than the people that are believe every single word of the Bible and that chronology of it, you know, that's that not in the Bible. Word that, yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, who? Oh, yeah, we know what day Jesus Christ well, is born. They they put it there because a lot of these these kinds of like dying rising gods, you know. That's well, did Christianity incorporated a lot of uh, did it's a winter pagan, solstice? That's why they did it. Yeah. Yes, yes, it well, was yeah, sure. to, to convert are... pagans into Christianity. Like, it's it's a, a very smart move. It's like yeah. say you're a pagan and you have these awesome holidays, and we're like, hey, hey, why don't you guys be Christian now? You can't be like, no more of those fun holidays. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to put the Christian spin on them. So when the Chinese take us over hopefully soon and we can end these riots we get, like a four, us, we get like a fourth of july yeah, spin like, yeah. <laughs> set up all the fireworks you want it's fine you can have labor day that would be smart over that so would be the smart of them to do not well I, there's no progressives in china that's my main wish for china to take us over it would be the end of but the leftists in china probably you, a strong you, argument it'd be the end of everything if china takes over. in china you can be fine 
in China, you can get paid for being white and like going to business. Because Rico's going to be like one of the elites in China because of his <laughs> uh, connection there. Bingo. But then, have you looked Imagine into that? They'll pay you if you're white. Rico bucks then. Yeah, you go to like business <laughs> meetings and you're like, oh, they've got a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> I have not heard that actually. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah it's a that. thing. It's a thing. It's uh, you. Yeah, just, I've heard of such things. Again, sh- I don't know if that's urban sh- legend or not. <laughs> you show up and be the token white. I do hear that white guys clean up in China, though, like without even an effort. So take that as you will. What are we talking about? Anyway, the cult of Mithras is real, and I think it's <laughs> what a okay. pretty. What? So, what? JB did not like that cleaning up if you're white in China. It's like, this doesn't have anything to do with me. I'm not interested then. in that. Dude, I, I'm pretty sure you can clean up in China if you're black, too. I, well, I doubt so too. that. But anyway, move on. Really? Yes. Maybe seems really to have a sore spot about this Chinese. You don't think they've Chinese heard thing. the legends? <laughs> legends of what? You know. Of the giant penis? You know what I'm talking about, man. Howie, it's funnier when you don't spell it out so the listener can just guide themselves, but oh well, too late for that. <laughs> As I was saying, the cult of Mithras. What I was saying. Anyway, that, I think this is ripe for... It's the day I realized that uh, JB really hates the Chinese. Never knew that before. <laughs> but now it's clear. Take, it's also take, that clear. As, take that as you will. Um, what was I going to say? Anyway, it's real. Like how he said was that it is, it is a mystery cult. So we don't actually know a lot, a lot concrete about it and what their practices were, which makes it kind of like fertile oh. ground for this type of, well, maybe they did some fucked up shit and now they're still around today because it's not, you know, it's not like they had texts. They don't have the Old Testament of Mithras anything that people can study. It was all secret. It was like a kind of a secret society. All these mystery religions were. They had all these secret rites and rituals that they kept amongst the priesthood that they that they kept really secret that people weren't supposed to know about. This is so fairly common a, in the ancient world to have these types of mystery cults. It's a good choice for this film then, because it's kind of a, a real cult, but it's also a mystery so they can kind of do whatever they want with it. Yeah, they, that was done kind of on purpose back in the ancient world. That was like a, a common practice. Howie, you can back me up. You know of these things. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, Howie, you're I, in all the secret societies. No, no, I've often wanted to try to recreate one of these in a way because in some way. of the... You mean start <laughs> one? Well, yeah. Well, yes, but <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> no, no, no. But that, no, you don't. You're not. You're not understanding. You're not following me. Um, <laughs> Please enlighten me. So things like Freemason, whatever they're involved in, like some people liken it to this type. I like of how thing. you start to whisper as if it will be heard less on the podcast. I don't wasn't whispering. whispering. Some people liken yeah, it, it to this like kind. Some people liken it to this kind of thing, but it's so different and so, in my opinion, not as cool. And so I've researched a lot of these and tried to look into it because I would like to recreate one as accurate to the way it was done in the past. Um, I kind of kind of let that fall off my radar, you know, busy life and things. But I mean, I, I, I really, I mean, there is some good information like JB is right. You know, it's not totally clear. There's, I was just looking in my, see if I could find it. I have this one book. There was another organization that tried to, they created this ritual and this order based on what they were claiming was the authentic rituals of one of these ancient mystery cults. I, I can't find it right now, nor can I remember what it's called, but it's something I'd like to do. Okay. Well, let's keep that. Let's put that the, uh, but, 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 but let me just say right now, the way things turn out, the way things turn out in this movie is not what I thought ancient mystery cults did. And if it is, I'm not going to start this. 
I, 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 com- I thought well, it'd be different. It's your cult, man. <laughs> you can do whatever you want with it. I think you just take. Well, but I, 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 I want to be authentic, and you I want to be. Re- to- yeah, okay, that's fair. That makes sense. So the part where these two random guys show up at an initiation for the world's elitist people. Yeah. We can skip right to that. Cause there's not much, and there's not much build up to it. They, and they act like they're going to fit in. No one's going to be like, who's this fucking guy? Well, they, like, in fairness, I own a billion dollar corporation. I yeah. That was a good, like OPAC. a couple of, couple of nobodies slide in there and so, no one just questions them whatsoever. So here's what happens. They come up with this plan to go infiltrate the Tarsus club. Cause they've heard about it from this Mark Tucker guy. And he's like, you know, sometimes people can get in there. Like I could probably tell you where it was, blah, blah, blah. So they, uh, they, they come up with this plan to put cameras in these like little lapel pins they have on their jackets or whatever. And they never really explain how they're able to. Uh, maybe I missed something, and maybe I shouldn't be asking all the people that half watch it. But it was um, reminiscent of Alex Jones sneaking into the Bohemian Grove. But except for Alex it's like Jones, like an homage to that. It's not. Yeah, but Alex Jones like supposedly literally snuck in and was like taking video from the woods. This they didn't even like seemingly sneak in. They just like they snuck in, but they just like showed up in the clothes at the place and were suddenly they're in. Like, well, you saw them laying in the dirt like in the forest. I mean, like, they physically snuck in, but you think what's the. I don't I they're interacting with everyone. Yeah, These people, are, they're going to be talking to people and the people they're talking to are like, who the fuck is this? Yeah, like, shouldn't they know who they, or maybe it's so secret that you don't know who the other people are. I but think they kind you of have an idea who else is super powerful in world affairs. Uh, if you show up in my lodge and I don't know who you are and a couple people I asked don't know who you are, you're going to be in the back room with some Whoa. of my officers Whoa. making making sure. Oh, you realize you, this is a public show, don't you? Yeah, yeah. This is nothing. If you... Come to Masonic Lodge, and I don't know you, and nobody seems to know you. You're going to be brought to the back room and examined to make sure you're you're really examined. I don't know if there's a better word for it. Like interrogated. You're going to be asked some questions, and and what happens if they're not supposed to be there, Howie? You say, "Get the fuck out of here." Okay. So you're enforcing your apartment rights (laughs) after the rape. Yeah. (laughs) After what happens in between those things? All right. So um. Yeah, they're all. I, what I hate is they're so they're in this thing. Everyone's blurry visioned. Like, I don't know. Like, there's legal reasons they're blurry. Like, they're still, still trying to make like a real documentary, so they're blurring out faces as if like I don't know. They have to do that for. Legal what reasons. about what about the fact the cameras were like the, from the 1920s? It was like a UFO photo from the the 40s. Going, oh really? The other this thing is weird is they quality? show it like they show it as if it's like first person, like from their face, but that's not where the camera's supposed to be. So it, really, we shouldn't even be seeing anybody's faces. But whatever, that's not the point. I was very thankful though that it wasn't as jostly as the Blair Witch Project. No, I'll, I'll give them that. They kept the cameras steady at least. But then, it, wait, is this for the mainstream? <laughs> No, this right? is a public show, Howie, as I have to remind so, you. So uh, when this part happened, I also had to pause and tell my wife the story about when we were in college. Uh, uh, how, I, do you think Howie pauses <laughs> the podcast more that he's on or the movies that he watches with his wife? The one that I tried to convince you guys that we should eat a bunch of mushrooms, watch the Blair Witch Project, and then go out into the woods and see how scared we get. But nobody would, nobody would bite. No one would do it. Of course they wouldn't because we would never do anything like that. Moving on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> under any circumstances. <laughs> No, that's not true. We would totally order a mushroom pizza and go in the woods. That would be a normal thing to do. Um, let's see. What's that? So um, another thing I didn't like about them being in there talking to these people, they're all like, they're all saying brother. It's just, it seems so forced. It was like they're trying to be like um, eyes wide shut, only like not at all and nothing cool, nothing fun was yeah. happening. Like there wasn't no eyes wide shut. Chicks. Yeah. Why didn't you throw an orgy in there? I guess there was no budget because they would have to actually pay models. Money. I mean, we, that d- 
at large you do call people brother. No, I'm not <laughs> it, saying it's like, weird they're calling each other brother. I think it's weird they're calling each other brother when no one should know who these guys are and no one thinks it's weird. Although eventually someone thinks, thinks it's weird. I thought it looked more like what someone thinks a fraternity initiation looks like. It's like the inner wireless imagination. It seemed That's- nothing like what I would really think a secret cult would be up to. It, it seemed more like, you know, that, that I'm looking, I'm picturing eyes wide shut with the actual elitist cult. Like, why are you guys getting together and just doing this? Yeah. I mean, that's. Shit? The eyes wide shut cults, the more the kind I'd like to be able to. It's like, if there's no sex, there's no point in being in a cult. Is that what you're suggesting? If you're going to, well, I think that's what we're we're suggesting about everything in life. Um, All right, Epstein. Whoa, that was a a leap too far. (laughs) JB never mentioned who it was with. Exactly. Uh, So they go to this point where they're, everyone's waiting in line to do this part of the ritual. Okay. And uh, we don't know what the ritual is. We have been told there's like this hunting of the bull thing that happens, but we don't know. We kind of, at this point we think it's like a, a real, is bull. that what you thought it was? I didn't know. They didn't say. That's what I thought it was. I thought it was. That's yeah. what they said in the movie. Yeah. Like, That's what I thought it was. And I was like, what are these conspiracy guys hassling these people for? There's nothing wrong with this. This is fine. Well, this I would argue out. hunting a bull is somewhat inhumane depending on. Yeah. The, yeah. I, and and I can see that, like, but it's not illegal. It's not a, big fucking deal it wouldn't be something to really expose but um, mark will go on that's not what happened so it's not so jason <laughs> fakelton is in line and uh he's like he's way ahead of aaron for some reason they get separated and he's way up he's about to go do the thing uh whatever the ritual is where they have to say their first name or their last name son of whatever and they renounce all other crowns and then they get something put on their their head so jason fakelton goes in he says his name gets his thing he goes out and sees himself in the mirror and he's wearing this kind of creepy mask but it's nothing crazy and he just kind of moves out and goes in and uh in that time um aaron i think is the guy's name fake pinkman and he sees mark tucker uh, this guy who's still blurry face but we know who he is and we can tell and he's, he's like mark tucker what the fuck what's this guy doing here he's really thrown off by this guy being here and he's like shaking everybody's hand this is a guy that was supposedly exposing the whole thing turns out he's a part of it so he's freaking out he's trying to go get to him uh, his friend in the other room jason fakelton and uh, these guys are like, you can't go in there. What are you doing? You can't go in there. No, no, no. And he's like, okay, I'll just calm down. It's fine. Because he eventually sees him walking out, even though he's walking out really creepily. Um, and uh, yeah, everyone's really creepy inside. They're wearing all these like weird eyes, eyes wide shut type masks. Only again, there's no, uh, no orgy or anything like that going on to make it fun. Um, this dude. So Aaron, uh, Jim starts talking to this dude, Jason Fagleton. I should just keep calling him to be consistent. Who's kind of like asking him some things and they're talking in a little bit, but you, you get the sense that this one dude is kind of realizing, or maybe already knows that this uh, Fagleton's not really supposed to be there. And he kind of vaguely threatens his family almost. He's like, he says something about like, oh, if you had, no, maybe if you had like a family or, or a kid. And uh, so he's kind of freaking out. That was an yeah. oh shit movie moment for me. Yeah, yeah. He was like, the, you could tell the guy's like, oh shit, this guy knows. And he knows I have a wife and kid. And oh shit, that's a problem. So he basically like runs away and kind of like tries to get into another room and ends up being like, he ends up running into this one room, but that guy and a bunch of other people are in there and, Boom. We don't we cut we cut away. We don't know what happens to him at that point. We assume something that's not good. Uh, then we go back to Aaron, who had been, you know, further back. I think he was like at the end of the line. Now it's his turn in the ceremony thing. And they do the whole same thing. He has to say his like name and renounce his other crowns and they put something on his head. And then he walks out into I actually thought this was a good reveal that I didn't see coming, even though the actual movie itself eh, wasn't that great around it. But um when he walks out and he sees himself in the mirror. And he's not wearing the same kind of mask. He's wearing a different kind of mask. He's wearing a bull mask. And he, I think at that moment he realizes, 
oh shit, I'm the bull. This is the hunt of the bull. And he walks outside and then before you know it, all you see all these torches, all these guys with these weird masks, then they're all running after him and he starts he starts running away. And um yeah, so what do you guys think of the, of the I guess what would be the big the big plot twist in this? If you could call it that. Um, How we liked it. We've established that. Yeah. Rico, not too impressed. Yeah. Maybe. Were you at least surprised? Yeah, not really. No. <laughs> No, I mean it was it was kind of foreshadowing the whole time. It's like yeah, I was just slow, so I didn't pick it up. You know, obviously, like if we walked into some super secret society of most elite people in the world, they might be clued in that we didn't belong there, and then either kick us out, or if you believe they're a murderous rampaging bunch, they would murder you, or at least put a good scare into you. So. Well, that is what they seemingly do. They uh, He was hiding in the woods for a bit. Um, I guess he eventually... What kind of happened? He actually thought he like found Jim. Like It seemed like he, he found where Jim was, but then like he got away at first, but then he... Uh, we see Aaron is like brutally mur- murdered, and then we cut to like Jim and this like person who we—I didn't mention her—but we see her throughout the movie. And at first, they kind of make it like she's a psychologist or something because she's talking about like the psychology of conspiracy theorists and stuff like that. But then you realize she is actually the PR person for this company called Tarsus Club International, and um, Jim basically has a story. He, Jim says that. Uh, basically, they're saying like, "Oh yeah, we get people that that sneak into this thing all the time. We're actually used to it. They actually have a lot of fun with it. And they actually once once they realize someone's you know snuck in, snuck their way in, sometimes they have fun with them. They scare them a little bit before they kick them out. And Jim is playing along with this, uh, even though we know that he knows that Aaron was murdered. But Jim is so freaked out, I guess, by the threats to himself and his family or whatever they said to him, that he is also just kind of going along. And they're like, "Oh, whatever happened to Aaron? You never saw him again." And he's just like. Now, I guess, uh, I don't know. He just disappeared. I don't know what happened to him. I guess he's out. So, um, And then they're interviewing this guy, um, William Jensen, who is the CEO of Tarsus Club International. And, um, you know, he says, they ask him, like, you know, he says, like, you know, people always ask me, like, what's the th- what do you say to conspiracy theorists that, that um, bring up all these accusations about you guys trying to control the world? And he says, well, you know, I, t- I tell them the truth. I say, it's true. There are global leaders, and uh, we are meeting, and we are working hard to create a, create a new world. But he's spinning it as this thing, like, not a conspiracy. He's saying, like, yeah, there's people like me who are so caring. And, yeah, we have meetings to try to figure out how to make the world a better place. And, of course, that's what we're doing. That is what we are trying to do. Uh, but there's nothing, you know, there's nothing shady behind it. We're just, you know, we're just trying to help out. And then the movie pretty much ends. And that's it. So there you go. What do you guys think? Reviews now. Four paw system. Hey, oh, I was gonna say I agree with IMDB, I'd give it a six point five on their scale. What? Wow. Okay. You're out of what? your gourd. You are out of your goddamn gourd. Six point right, five. That that's is not, not a, a good score. And there's not yes, six point five po- this is not IMDB, Howie. This is Lions it, If it's if it's over pause. six, it's on IMDB, then you can watch it. See, yeah, yeah, that's six. Good. Six, six is, is a good, good score on IMDb. Six means you can hand. Like I would be okay watching. I'm not going to. I'm not going to watch above, a movie that gets a six. I'm not going to watch a movie that gets a six. <laughs> oh, so you were meaning to give it a bad review just now? Uh, so normally a good movie is over eight, but if it's a no, that's certain, like a great movie is over certain, eight. Certain, <laughs> certain genres like horror things seem to fall in the sevens, no matter how good they are. So I would watch yeah, like a, well, I would well, watch this. I'd watch a seven. This was a little below even like that. Yeah, it was a lot below that. It was I, like I, a two. I, I kind of enjoyed it. It gave me things it was to think terrible. about. Think about. It was not. I, I realized so I, I, wanted, I wanted to read more about Mithraism because I didn't think it was like what they were portraying. 
Yeah, so, the, the mystery cults are an interesting thing to read about from a historical perspective, but I don't think this movie really... It, they only led you down that path because you're already aware of it. If I mean, many, many popular I people... Done that, that job. Many popular people that we follow, like Pythagoras, were in mystery cults. Like, a lot of people, this was like a big thing back in the old days. Yeah, I know. That but, like, because like I said, you were already movie. aware of this. That's why it was I, interesting. I'm just saying I, I enjoyed them talking, bringing it up. It's a conversation. <laughs> it's a conversation piece. Well, my conversation or my thought about this movie, as I mentioned, I had a uh, conspiracy theory about it. I think the, the CIA must have some role in the making of this movie to make conspiracy theories so unappealing that people would lose interest in them as I was. Oh. So you're saying this is a propaganda I, I, was with, I was with you at first. I was with you at first, but I don't think the, the point was to make it unappealing. But I do think... Oh, it was horrible. It was I so think, boring I do think stupid. that this movie and every other movie, I think, in Hollywood is being pushed, if not by the CIA, because they're just, you know, an arm of the powers. But there's agendas. There is- there's agendas behind all these films. And they're put out for a okay. reason. So I, don't know, that, I, feel like, I feel like if there's an agenda behind this film, it would be a bigger film. Like I would have heard of it before before Brad mentioned it. I had never heard of it before, and it was out since 2011 or 12. It's it's not like the main CIA. It's like some oh, it's like, like it's newbie. It's like, I got an idea. Like and they're like, yeah. Here's like, the like, 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 uh, Go make a conspiracy movie that like kind of makes it look like the conspiracies are shitty. Like, Okay. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't know. Here's I think you guys are cool. They did. I think was a summer intern at the CIA. They did a pretty fair, like like Anderson Cooper. They did a pretty, the, the only other job he had besides CNN. Was the only I, intern? I think they did a pretty fair. Yeah, well, he he had an internship at CIA, and then with no like media background, became a CNN anchor. Uh, now maybe he's just it. that charismatic and handsome, though, Howie. Yeah, good maybe. for him. Yeah. Like okay, so my agenda, my proposed agenda behind this movie was they made it so shitty is to make conspiracy because they know conspiracy theorists would be interested in this movie and then they would watch this movie and then they would say, eh, conspiracy theorists are kind of boring. No way. Um, that's my they, they did a very accurate, I thought, portrayal of conspiracy theorists. The things that they were saying mostly were true. I will say I think that they did an interesting job of they put a lot of real conspiracy theories, not just like wild stuff. They didn't they didn't really do the thing that JB was talking about where they put the wildest stuff out there. They actually put out there the stuff that was mostly like well, either known like for 90% sure or pretty this. well known and like not yeah. really like they didn't say, "Oh, and we know Bigfoot really did 9/11 with a laser beam." You know, like they, they didn't they didn't try to make <laughs> Yeah, they tried to take it seriously as yeah, best exactly. as they could. It wasn't really um the two big job. When it comes to conspiracy theories in general, I don't. That being feel. said, the two main characters are in no way likable. And- we're douchebags. Yes, I, I'll give you that. Is that what we're? Is that the point of this? Well, in a movie, you need someone to root for, and while they weren't bad people per se, they were boring characters, and the the whole thing was just kind of rushed. Like we don't get to P- know. Them. Pinkman we- wasn't terrible. There you go, and Mark. That's what makes it a bad movie, well, yes, despite exactly. their ambitions or what they were going into this setting out to do. That and, those things that you're mentioning makes it a bad movie. Yeah, if we're talking about filmmaking, yeah, um, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if we're gonna, <laughs> it's technically sound in some ways. It looks like a movie, sort of. But uh, no, I mean it's it's okay. I would I would never say, tell someone, yeah, you got to watch this movie. I would probably no. never, literally, ever say those words unless I was about to tell them. Unless you want to listen to this podcast we just did about the movie and you want to know what we're talking about. That's probably the only situation where I'd recommend watching it. 
But to the average person, I'm just trying to look at it from the point of view of the average person who might stumble upon this movie and know nothing about, maybe they're not woke at all. Like to us, this is all blah, 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 the stuff they touch on. But to some people, like even to stuff like Lusitania might be like, might blow their mind and might make them look it up and be like, holy shit, there is some real shit behind this. Or look up the Gulf of Tonga and be like, wait, that, they admitted that really didn't happen. So for that aspect alone, which is probably not, shouldn't give them too many points, but because it's probably not seen by a lot of people, this movie. So I don't know how many people it's waking up in that way. I got to think someone that sees it is getting maybe a little intrigued by some of the things they say if they realize they might be real. So for that attempt, the, t- the attempt to be somewhat realistic with it and not just make conspiracy theorists look completely stupid and bringing in all these wild conspiracies, I'm not going to give them like zero pause. I'm not even going to give them one. I'll actually boost them to two pause, but that's as far as I can go because there's four pause total here and I, I can't go. That would be like a equivalent of like a five on IMDb, I guess. So I'm comfortable with that rating myself on the four pause system. It's fine enough. There's red meat there for conspiracy theorist people and people that are that know a lot about these things. And they don't, I don't think they try to make the conspiracy people look stupid. They, they make them look right, I guess, in, in a way at the end. Um, so for that aspect alone, I'm just, I'm not going to completely crush the movie, but it's not a great movie. Um, the good thing I'll say about it is it's short and it, it gets to the point pretty quick and it doesn't drag things out. So at least it's not a two and a half hour movie. That's not that, that's not that exciting. It's an hour and 20 minutes. So that's, that's a good point, Mark. I, I, that, I guess I was falling through the trap of taking the knowledge that I have for granted and assuming everyone knows about the Gulf of Tonkin. Yeah, most people don't. The vast majority so, of yeah. people don't. And that's a, that's a really good point and something I probably shouldn't take for granted when I'm like looking into things like that. So I guess with that in mind, I probably was going to give it no pause. But after after hearing you, I'm glad you went before me. I'll give it one out of four. All right, we got one pause, JB from, from this. Yeah. One. Okay. I'll give it one two, which is consistent with my two on IMDb. A one out of four would be two point five. <laughs> yeah, the, so math works out. the math works out. Yeah, it's good. Howie, what's your final verdict here on, on the pause? Two pause. Two pause. <laughs> two pause. Okay. We can. Wow. So you're you're exactly where I am. <laughs> Really, it looks like how he's mad. It looked like he was yelling at the blue screen for a while before. I don't know. No, I'm trying. I'm trying to find uh, this thing where if people are interested, they want to read about like a semi-authentic ritual from a mystery school. I have it somewhere. I just don't know where I put it. So I'm searching through my email for I know. Dark side of the moon. But whatever, See the one that I create will be better. The one I make will be better, anyways. Y'all join my cult, right? All right well, we have. I say we've officially reviewed this movie, and um, uh, Brad, thank you for your support. Thank you for teeing this movie up. I'm sorry that it did not get four stars all around, but uh, some of us find some value. Found some value in it. I found value in watching it and then doing a podcast about it. I'll say that because I had fun here today. So you yeah. get a, a somewhat mediocre average of 1.5 pause. That's pretty, uh, yeah. but That's pretty low. That's pretty well, low. we should find out what he thought of it. Did he think it was a shitty movie that he just uh, well, wanted us to make fun of? Or did he think it was well, like a really, really good movie? I don't want that. Yeah, I don't want to be an asshole. Well, guys, it's it's in the chronological order of this podcast. I We already talked to Brad. You guys uh, just didn't hear it. So... <laughs> Oh, okay. So you'll, you'll find out. You're going to find out when you listen to the episode before you hear yourselves. So that gives you a reason to listen to the episode that you were just on. It's because I need your downloads. So I'm going to make. I don't listen to episodes I'm on. Well, Howie, I need you to start today because we really need the numbers, and we could really. My phone downloads it anyways, man. 
Oh, okay, well then, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I care about. <laughs> the numbers. Um, as if we're getting rich off the numbers, please. No, but we are, well, we're not getting rich off anything, but we are getting money from is our amazing supporters on Patreon. That is how we fund everything we do with the show. That is how, despite the fact that we all, three of us had computers that were crippling and on their deathbeds, we are now able to still podcast. We were able to buy ourselves new computers so that we can actually make this thing happen. If you notice, if you listen to Electric, Electric Liberty Land lately, while you do hear Brian complain about a lot of things you do hear him complain about uh his possible coronavirus although he didn't call it that uh you do hear him complain about everything else he hasn't complained about his computer in a few weeks and that is thanks to the lions liberty pride so again patreon.com slash lions liberty we got levels for everybody you can even produce a show like you heard brad do today you can even force us to watch a 1.5 star average lions of liberty review we should create a website based around these reviews was that was that movie have they have okay they reviewed three movies total and uh that one's got 1.5 pause okay right have we reviewed other movies before? Well, you weren't Zardoz. On one. We did Zardoz. Oh, last yeah. week. You didn't. You didn't make it to that one. Brian basically bumped you out of that one. Is, is that That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Zardoz is way better than this. Zardoz is so much better than this. I gave Zardoz four pause, which might be ridiculous, <laughs> but I don't care because I loved it. That's all I think I gave Zardoz one paw too, didn't I? When I put this movie on, well, I was like, JB, I think even you like... would say Zardoz deserves more paws than this. No, Z- Zardoz is better. If I could give 1.5 paws to Zardoz, I would. I don't think it was up to two <laughs> paws, though. Maybe I had to give it two. I don't remember. When I put yeah, this I when I put this movie on, my wife's like, "Is this gonna be another one of those gun is good, penis is evil?" <laughs> I'm like, well, isn't everything another one of those in one one, one way or another? <laughs> I don't know, but gang, we're going to wrap up here, but I think uh, this Conspiracy Corner crew is going to stick around for a little bonus conspiracy time. What are we going to talk about? I don't know. Any ideas, Howie? You want to tease the the audience out here? Yeah, I've got some ideas. I know you do. I think there's going to be some uh, craziness coming up uh, in November. Well, that's not a conspiracy. That's just what we know. I want to talk about the dark side of the moon. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but we're going to do it, and we're going to do it for the Lions of Liberty Pride on Patreon. So head on over, click a button or two, toss us five bucks, and you get access to all this awesome bonus content we do, knowing you get to help the show as well. So, uh, guys, it's been a blast having a conspiracy corner on. It's nice having you guys on for a an actual legitimate, if you call this legitimate, uh, episode of Lions of Liberty. And uh, we will see you guys back in the conspiracy corner. Until next time, my friends, of course, I need you to remember to live long and live free. See, I'm trying to do a conductor thing and it's not helping. I'm going to train my crickets to uh, chime in next time as well. Yeah.